Hello, this is Comet. Welcome to Special Interests, the show where I talk about my various special interests and have a current conversation about them. It's great to be starting this. I feel this will allow me to better talk about my special interests with people and talk more about these topics that I love to talk about. Welcome to the first episode, where I'll be talking about the carousel of progress in Disney World, including its history and transformations over the years. I do want to let you all know that these episodes will contain information that I have partially researched. I will attempt to try and make it to where these episodes are mostly me just talking about my special interests and having conversations about them without looking stuff up, but they will also contain factual information about these topics to keep it interesting, and to make that information more accurate, I will be doing research on these topics. So just a summary of all that is that I will be mostly talking about all the things I know about these topics without a script sometimes, but also doing a sort of history lesson about the topics through research material to make it more interesting and to where you all are learning about these topics that I love in the process of talking about them. So join me on this history lesson, sort of, I don't even know what to call it, of Carousel of Progress, an attraction in Disney World that started all the way back in 1964. It all started in 1964, when Walt Disney was asked to create three new attractions for the 1964 World's Fair to show off. For the General Electric Pavilion, GE, the, he was asked, he decided to create a rotating theater experience. He asked his Imagineers to create a new experience, a new show showing progress, and that kind of went along with what GE was also wanting, was this, and kind of showcase their products in it to kind of advertise in a way, but he was asked to create this, three attractions, like, and this was kind of his big deal, his the Carousel of Progress started in the 1964 World's Fair, and it was the hit attraction. Everyone loved it. It was, it was accompanied by a great song, written by the Sherman Brothers, which I might talk about in a future episode. But the attractions were created with the intent of hopefully bringing them into his parks as well. Like he wanted to bring it to Disneyland, which he did do. He brought it to Disneyland and. But in 1974, it was changed to America Sings, but due to an accident in it with American Sings of a cast member reportedly being stuck between the wall and the stage and suffering, and suffering injuries. can't remember if there's death, but it was injuries for sure. And after that, it closed down, and then it moved to the Magic Kingdom in 1975. The whole idea was the advancements through the 20th century. It was given multiple times of like 19, early 1900s, the 1920s, 1940s, and the 21st century. There was the pre-show, which just grants people to inside the theater and explain the attraction. And then it was in the loading room, there was a Carousel Progress logo with green curtains and color-changing lights. The attraction's narrator, who also, voiced, who also voiced the character John, who was voiced by Rex Allen at the time, was, tells guests about the attraction and talking about the idea of what Walt 
wanted. And after the introduction of the theme, There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow begins playing. As the stage begins to move, revolve around, as not the stage, but the audience revolves around the stage. And they move to the first act in the 1900s. This whole idea, everyone, overall, everyone loved this attraction. It was the big hit of the whole thing. And it was, and it was Disney's favorite. Walt loved this attraction the most. He, it was personal to him, and he wanted it. He wanted to create, and he created a great show with animatronics and everything that he kind of wanted. I won't go through the details of every act, but he, uh, there's a great. There's a great history with this attraction that it kind of to the where it is today with Dis at Disney World. After um, the 1964 New York World's Fair, uh, General Electric approached Walt Disney to create a, a show for the pavilion, and Disney immediately wanted to do this, and he because he knew GE would fund it. And be able to, so the Imagineers could create new technology necessary for it. And he wanted an electrical progress show, kind of, and that's and he pitched that to the executives at General Electric, who who understandably loved that idea because they knew they could make money off of it. The audio animatronics were the performers in the show, which had been used in many other things at Disney and were loved by Walt and the big thing was the carousel theater the where the audience could stay seated and go through the acts themselves and just kind of and it makes the it more interesting to where the it's more of a ride even with the show the Rex Allen was the one tapped to voice the father, John, who was later replaced by Gene Shepard for the current one. That was that's, that's about 20 years old. And then Walt Disney further asked Richard and Robert Sherman to create a song that would serve as a bridge between the acts. And they explained, Walt explained what the show was about. And they wrote the song with with the enthusiasm that Walt brought. And there's a great big beautiful tomorrow came about. This was later to believe the Sherman Brothers later stated that they believed that this song was Walt's own theme song, as he was always so optimistic and excited about the future, the technology itself. The show opened at the fair as Progressland. It was the most visited pavilion at the fair. One of the unique features that made the attraction so popular was the circle of six theaters connected by divider walls, revolving clockwise around six fixed stages every four minutes. There were identical load and unload theaters with a dazzling wall of light. The kaleidophonic screen and the performers appeared in the 1890s, 1920s, 1940s, and 1960s in this original show. Every four minutes, more than 200 people entered and exited, and it was not uncommon to wait an hour in the line during the fair.
after the show, Fairgoers were invited to go up to the second floor of the pavilion and see the Sky Dome Spectacular presented by GE. It provided images of nature and energy into the doom roof, domed roof sorry, of the GE Pavilion that's similar to a planetarium. The, it was a big way of GE showing how they harness electricity and the sun to benefit its, its customers. Overall, the Carousel of Progress has a very rich history of how it started, and the Imagineers were excited to be, this was a big time, this era of 1955-ish to probably about 1980 was the best time for Imagineers when they had all of what they wanted. They could do anything because, well, they had them. They were being sponsored by many other things, so they could create whatever they wanted, and that was the height of Imagineering, which was coined. the The term Imagineer was coined by Walt Disney to give it a more playful name for employees of WED Enterprises that would design all the stuff for Disneyland. And then, um. In 1967 was when the Carousel Progress was opened at Disneyland. The version only had small differences from the World's Fair, and the ride opened seven months after Walt's death at the New Tomorrowland. As because of the fair's success, GE wanted was agreed to sponsor it, but didn't know how many years they but Disney didn't know how many years they would sponsor it, so they. They had many other sponsors as well because GE eventually did end their sponsorship and they had to find a new place and kind of how they went through for a long time and and just more recently was when they finally went to their own non-sponsored Carousel of Progress since it is a fairly popular show. Nineteen seventy-five was when the Magic Kingdom Carousel of Progress opened by near Space Mountain. General Electric signed a 10-year contract to sponsor this Carousel of Progress, and there were extensive changes to this um, version of it. It was a one-story pavilion, and the loft above was used is used for the People Mover track that goes around the building and many other places in Tomorrowland. They it was more created to be more nostalgic, in a way, in my opinion. It was a way for people to kind of get to experience the show and then feel nostalgia about how it was 10 years earlier. And that's kind of the way I feel. And currently, it's a way for me to... It, it's, it is nostalgic to me, and the theme song is, like, my theme song. Honestly, it's my... It's my go-to phrase is, there's a great the beautiful tomorrow, and trying to stay optimistic is important. And I enjoy that idea. But, um, the, the other thing, though, is the song did change at a point. The GE felt that great big beautiful tomorrow implied that GE wanted customers to buy their appliances later and wait to buy appliances. So they asked the Sherman Brothers to create a new song that they titled The Best Time of Your Life, which was which was a way of saying that now is the time to get appliances from GE instead of waiting. 
right here and now. You've got it made. The world's forward marching and you're in the parade. Now is the time. Now is in 1985, GE decided to not sponsor it anymore. Not, their contract expired and they chose not to renew the attraction. And because of that spon ended sponsorship, they had to close down the attraction so that all GE references could be removed. And so the, and the logo was replaced with the logo that showed a blueprint of the six carousel theaters surrounding the stage outside the attraction. And the GE logo was covered with a round sign. But you can clearly see one thing that's kind of interesting is GE references were not fully removed. They had to remove them because the contract ended and GE wasn't going to renew. But they, Disney, on some of the appliances, specifically in Act 3, you can clearly see the General Electric logo on the fridge and several other appliances. And then in 1993, the attraction closed, and many rumored blueprints showed the, a new idea of a ride inside, but it never came about. It was better, it was decided to update the Carousel Progress to align with Walt's theme, Walt's kind of to vision, and keep him alive in a sense, keep his how he saw things, because this was one of his biggest attractions that he loved the most. It was his theme song, and it was important to him, so they decided to keep it around and just give it an update to keep it the to get, reflect a new Tomorrowland to where it was not outdated, you know, as some people would put it. And so they changed Act 4, and they, instead of having that set in the 1960s like it originally was, it was now set in the 21st century in the, as Christmas in the House of the 2000s, which featured a featured voice activation, VR, and several things that we know today that are like thinking, and now we think that this new scene, this final scene, could use another update, but I personally don't want that to happen because I, I personally like the nostalgia factor. The nostalgia factor is some of the most important things to me with the with some of the rides at Disney, like Carousel of Progress, it's just, I love just the feeling of this was Walt's vision. That Walt loved this. And that it was a way to remain optimistic. In the refresh, there also, the, in the refresh, There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow was also brought back. Because that was the one everyone loved. And then... After the September 11th attacks, the Carousel of Progress closed for a while because of the decrease in attendance following that because of people didn't want to travel for obvious reason. And many uh, permanent closure rumors happened with the attraction, but then they made it a seasonal ride, but then and after it reopened after the closure, they, it was a seasonal ride, but then many people advocated for it, and it became a permanent ride. And people are still worried that it might become it might be permanently closed at some point. But Disney has said that they don't have plans for that, for various reasons. And I'm happy about that, of course, because it is my favorite attraction, and it's 
just an interesting thing to me. It's just how this is Walt's, the whole history of it and Disneyland, that's just Walt and how he kind of saw this. It's just, I don't know why, it just kind of struck a chord with me with when I first saw the show and then I've just loved it ever since. It's just, and I love the way that the theater revolves around the stage and it's just very cool to me. And the there's several characters in there, and it's just there's several characters that have kind of changed. The voice actors have slightly changed. As for example, John in the 1993 version, the father is now was now voiced by Gene Shepard instead of Rex Allen, and said they replaced and they made the grandfather's voice in the in the final act voiced by Rex Allen who was the original voice of John. One of the um, unfortunate changes was when America Sings happened. That was replaced Disneyland's version of Carousel of Progress. And it was kind of, it was a way of it was telling the American story. And it was periods in America's musical history in a humorous fashion, which I, it, that to me felt like a disrespect to Walt's vision. And this was, of course, a while after he died, and they just, and it kind of just feels like it's was wrong. And it just, it, America Sings just wasn't. It was comparable to Country Bear Jamboree, but it closed for obvious reasons because people didn't like it. And there was also the Deborah Gale Stone incident. Nine days after the attraction opened, an 18-year-old hostess named Deborah Gale Stone was actually crushed to death between two walls of the building at between nine, between 10:35 p.m. and 10:40 p.m. A narrow channel between a stationary wall and a rotating wall was open, and Stone either fell, stepped backwards, or tried to jump from one stage to the other as the rotating wall began to move. And it moved every two to four minutes, which is how long each act was. Her death was pronounced at 11 p.m. when the carousel was being reset for a news cycle. Reportedly, one of the audience members heard Stone scream and notified park staff. By the time the audience member and the staff got to her, it was too late. Stone died from her injury, and then Stone's parents sued Disneyland for the death of her daughter, which showed it resulted in a small settlement. And following that death, the attraction was closed down, remaining closed, and then they would just be, and then it was remodeled, and the the theater was remodeled so that they would that the walls would break away in case a similar accident happened. But then the attraction did open three days later, but. They wanted the attraction was created out of the to celebrate the bicentennial, but it didn't fit the theme of Tomorrowland. And that just it was it didn't fit. And then after the bicentennial was over, it just didn't make sense in there. And then the Imagineering team wanted to create new ideas for Tomorrowland, so they then got rid of it. And they've been, but. Disney's known for they always repurpose the animatronics in a way because it costs a lot of money to do it. But overall, this all comes back to the carousel progress that the original idea was is 
was Walt's vision, and without it, we wouldn't have this great ride that was sponsored by GE, and GE is a big part of it. And without GE, it wouldn't have happened. But it was a way for Walt to create a new idea. And it was used in the carousel theaters just an interesting idea. It was an interesting idea back then, and it's still interesting to me, just how you have a rotating theater around a stage. You could easily see a stage rotating in front of a theater, but uh, you rotating the whole theater? That seemed a little odd at the time, but became this great ride, and I love it. I definitely love it. So overall, coming back to it, this is just me you know, info dumping. That's kind of what the show is. Me just, I'm just kind of experimenting with what I'm doing here. But the Carousel of Progress was definitely, is definitely my favorite ride at Disney World, and it's one of, it's my favorite ride from Disney altogether. He truly created something great, nostalgic. Um, this song is my theme for life. Honestly, I try to go by it every day and just remember that there is a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. And tomorrow is just a dream of a day. Thank you. This is Comet on Special Interest. Thank you for listening.